Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday, October 25th. Uh, I hope you guys had a great weekend, and we're excited to get to talk to Dave again this morning to remember that there's only one thing that any of us can control within our portfolio, and that's how much risk you have. And that's why we developed our core retirement design to help make sure you understand what risk does, how you can control it, and how to put together the proper portfolio to ensure that your trust, I mean, your risk is in the right, uh, in the right realm. Hey, with that, uh, we're looking forward to our conversation with Dave coming up next. Those police, the group, don't worry about it. I'm safe and sound. 8.39. 21 here before 9. Time checking and find out what the weekend did to your money, what Friday did to your money, and whether or not you can afford to retire. Well, if you have doubts, you know who we want you to call. That's Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the phone with us this morning. Philip, I trust you had a good weekend. Good morning, Dave. Hey, we did. We had a great weekend. Um, got some to spend some time with some friends and, uh, yeah, it was just a good, it was a good weekend. So glad to be uh, back in the seat. I think the Knowles won too, didn't they? They did. I I was uh, at an event, so I didn't get to watch, but maybe one touchdown and, uh, it was, it was quite the game. And of course it was homecoming. So we appreciate a win on homecoming. I figured you'd probably want to at least ballyhoo a little bit about that. Setting the table for the morning, uh, looking at, uh, okay, kind of a mixed bag. The Dow on Friday set a new closing record, though. We start the week out at 35,677. Standard and Poor's NASDAQ, not quite as fortunate. They were both off fractionally. The NASDAQ actually had a pretty rotten day. They were down 125 points at the close. A big chunk of that was about 10 in the morning, uh, Chairman Jerome Powell of the Federal Reserve uh, told, I think, Congress that uh, he was worried about inflationary pressures. Isn't it nice to know that he finally noticed there's some inflation out there, right? Yeah, it really is, Dave. You know, I mean, a lot of folks have been talking about it. You know, we talked about it last week a little bit, how maybe, you know, maybe this isn't transitory. Maybe it's here to stay. And I think that's got Powell on his heels trying to figure out what to do. Maybe he finally filled up his gas tank himself and found out just what has been happening, huh? Yeah, because uh, it is definitely uh, prices are going up, and we continue to see that uh, on, a, on a daily basis. Absolutely. He, he still is saying that he considers inflation a transitory thing. And uh, you and I have been getting all of the uh, poop sheets out of the, uh, t- out of the financial institutions and everything. And about the most optimistic one I've seen is the guy from Wells Fargo this morning saying he expected to have the supply chain issues solved in 6 to 12 months. And that's more optimistic than some of the other readings that you've been getting. Some of them have been saying it could be two years before we fix this mess. Yeah, that's very, I'm going to say, Dave, that is very, very, very optimistic in my book, um, just from what I've seen and what I think, um, uh, you know, what I'm hearing as far as, you know, trucking um, and container ships still out there. I, I just think we got a little longer haul than that. Well, that was why I was, it's kind of an outlier in terms of a guess, but of the most optimistic guesstimate to solve our problems that are generally triggering the inflation that we've got is 6 to 12 months, and that's considered starry-eyed optimism. I think we probably better buckle our seatbelts for a little while. I I believe so. I mean, I think we need to get ready for higher prices, even higher than what we're seeing now. 
and uh and i think we're gonna have to get um somewhat used to uh prices continue going up because i think this inflation is going to be here for a little while uh, i hope not but but you know hope doesn't get us very far uh, that's true. My news ticker this morning talking about uh, if you think you're paying too much for Tide already, Procter & Gamble's looking at a third round of price increases for this year. They say rising prices in commodities and transportation. Whirlpool is closing on a billion-dollar financial hit this year from higher commodities prices. I mean, we are going to pay more next year at this time than we are now, and we don't like the fact that we're paying a lot more now than we did last year at this time. Well, that's true. And I, I think it's just, um, and that's the problem. I mean, when's the last time we saw inflation? Um, and, and that's the big deal. I mean, there's probably a generation out there, two generations now, that have not right. seen anything when it comes to, uh, to inflation. I was going to say perspective, perspective. I've always, you know, told the story about when we bought our first home, inflation was running at like double digit rates and mortgage rates were at 11 and 12 percent compared to those days, the old during the Carter years. Well, okay, fine. We're better off now than we were before. But still, we've gotten really lulled into a sense of prices are going to stay stable. Mortgage and interest rates are going to stay low and uh, the stock market's going to keep going up. And you know, people, the world ain't normally like that, even though it may feel like it for the last 10 or 15 years. Well, that, that's true. And that's, uh, like I said, we got a whole bunch of new investors and folks out there in the, the economy that haven't seen this before. And uh, I'm like you. I remember trying to you know, buy my first house. And I say try because interest rates were 14, 14 and a half percent. And it just didn't work back then. So <laughs> it's like... I was, I was going to say, we took a one-year ARM in order to get down to 11 and a quarter to buy our first one. I remember those days all too well. Uh, talking about company news out there, it is earnings season, but we did have a little bit of, uh, of company news out there, too. Pinterest was going to sell out, and PayPal was going to buy a social media network. It all sounded really good, and everybody really liked Pinterest stock at the end of last week. Over the weekend, PayPal said, yeah, don't think so. Uh, that hasn't been good news for folks that invested big in Pinterest, has it? No, it's not. Now, the PayPal folks, they're happy about that. Their stock's up about 5.3%. But you're right, the Pinterest folks, not so lucky. They're down almost 15% this morning. <laughs> yeah, off, offhand. I, we were talking about that. There was another social network that we were talking about that was kind of on, on the second tier below the Facebook and Twitter, you know, uh, in, you know, in, in and uh, yeah, it, it, you're kind of on a cutting edge when you're when that second tier of social networks. You're not that terribly far out of going toes up as big as Facebook, Google, and uh, and Twitter are. That might have been salvation for Pinterest. Well, that, that's true. I mean, I, I think they'll still. I mean, there's a lot of rad, ad revenue still coming in there. I mean, they still got a model that works. Um, I mean, when I'm getting ready to barbecue, I'm on Pinterest trying to find a new uh, a new rub or, or, you know, how to do this or how to do that. So, I mean, I think it's still viable for the long term. Now, what their earnings will be going forward, you know, that's the question mark, really, and truly when it comes to things like Pinterest. Yeah, see, I kind of stay. I'm, I'm still a Luddite, I guess. Facebook and uh, Twitter are really the only two social networks that I follow. Once in a blue moon. There's a, a special interest board on Reddit that will catch my attention. But uh, I, I keep thinking that, you know, that it, it eventually we're going to see some very defined tiers in the social media uh, circle. And as the boom currently on that goes, the ones that are in that second tier, I, I would kind of put in a level of jeopardy. 
Well, they, they could be. I mean, they, they've got to make a way for themselves and, um, and get the following they need to justify the ad revenue. Um, and I think there's probably enough people that use things like Pinterest um, to, to, to make that work. But, um, but yeah, they, they still got to make it. The, uh, um, I was so going to say Pinterest is kind of the uh, is, is kind of the bellwether and the topic of conversation because this is the week we're going to get flooded with a whole bunch of the tech stocks coming out like Facebook, like Apple, and the like. It's going to be a busy week for tech stocks, I gather. It is towards the end of the week, definitely. Apple comes out Thursday after we report after the market closes, so that'll be our topic for Friday morning, I'm sure. Um, hey, talking about technology, um, mm -hmm. Tesla. Tesla didn't report earnings, but they did report that um, they've raised some of their pricing. And get this, Dave, they got an order from Hertz Rental Car for 100,000 Tesla vehicles to add to their fleet. And you and I were kind of giggling before we went on the air. That's about their full annual production count these days. I mean, it's been something. They're up uh, four and a quarter percent. Everybody's liking that. Actually, they will open up at a new huge 52-week high um until this point it was like 910 dollars a share is fixing to open at like 948 holy crud well like i said when you get an order that's basically your entire year's production that automatically looks good to shareholders doesn't it oh yeah definitely definitely good news um hey earnings front today we had a couple things come out this morning um we've got a kimberly clark the you know consumer products uh, the paper products company um, they are getting hit with you know higher inflation supply chain issues so uh, uh, needless to say they missed by three cents a share now their revenue was slightly above forecast because probably they've had to raise prices to get stuff out of here but their earnings have suffered a little bit so they're trading down today um, 2.6 percent before the market opens up the, when I lived exactly. when I lived up in the area where they have their main factory, I used to say we were recession proof because you can't live without toilet paper. If they can't ship it, well, we might have to. Yeah, exactly. If they can't get it, they can't sell it. So that's that's yep. an issue. And the other one we had was um, Restaurant Brands International, which is um, the holding company for like Tim Hortons, Burger King, Popeyes. Um, they are traded on. Um, on the Toronto exchange. And so we don't have an update on pricing on them right now. They say it's about $76. I don't think that exchange is even open yet, but, um, but the news report said they're trading up about 1.2% this morning. Um, and then the last one, well, I have another, one. I have, I have HSBC, which is, um, which, which is another financial institution. And they, uh, they, I don't have the exact numbers, but they reported better than expected profits. Um, they're, uh, they're up, uh, 74% from a year ago and they announced a $2 billion, billion dollar buyback of shares, um, of their stock. So that's, um, they're, they're trading up right now because they're on the, um, London stock exchange. So they're trading up right now about 1.3%. Cool. You said you had one other than that? I do. I've got, um, we've got um, Otis Worldwide. Oh, yeah, they're, the elevator guys. Elevator company. So, uh, so they're moving on up. They're, uh, they're, they beat by four cents a share. Uh, they came in at 77 cents. Revenue top forecast. 
um, you know, they are the premier flagship um, elevator company and they do escalators and that kind of stuff too. They raise their full year forecast. They're trading up uh, almost nine tenths of a percent this morning. Cool. We do have some good news to talk about. Resetting the table in the morning, the uh, Dow was a new record high. The more adventurous blue chip, the more adventurous S and P and Nasdaq stocks were generally off on Friday. Forty-five minutes before we open this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? So we are looking at um, a, a little bit of green ink, Dave. I, I'm not going to say a lot of green ink, but but a little bit of green ink anyway. The Dow is up less than a tenth of a percent, like nineteen dollars. Uh, the S&P 500 is up a little over a tenth of a percent, a little over $6. And the NASDAQ is up about a third of a percent, almost $50. The, uh, and the VIX is trading down, so that's kind of good news. The commodities front, everything is green. Uh, we like most of that. Uh, the silver is up uh, a little over a third of a percent. Gold's up almost a half a percent. Uh, both of those, well, the gold's still trading over $1,800 an ounce. Silver still can't get to 25. Is it 24.53? And then crude oil, Dave. I'm, I'm sad. Yeah. Crude oil's up one point, almost 1.4 percent. Dave, it is it is pennies away from 85 dollars a barrel. It's like 84.89 a barrel right now. I was looking at that and thinking, I sure I'm glad I filled up on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Absolutely. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was mixed to the close early this morning. Europe is mostly up, but France appears to be having a bad day. They're a little bit in red ink midway through theirs. Everybody else is up by a third of a percent or so. Keeping in mind that things happen that we can't control, like, oh, Jerome Powell opening his mouth in front of Congress and tanking the stock market for a couple of hours, that makes retirement iffy if you're getting close. And that takes some solid advice. How do I find you to get that advice? You know, Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 and schedule one of our core retirement design sessions where they can come in and we'll help them develop an optimized risk match portfolio uh, for their situation. And catch us on our website at statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. Now, all righty, and back here again tomorrow morning at the same time. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler from the pit. Thanks again. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a great weekend. We'll be here all week. Tune in again tomorrow for your update. Uh, again, we're here. If you need anything, we want to be a resource for those of you that are getting close to retirement here in Central Florida. Take care. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.